This episode of Real Garbage is brought to you by Breakfast for Dinner, because I'm a grown adult man who's single and can make his own decisions, so yeah. This episode is also brought to you by Beef Jerky, a classic thing. This is Real Garbage. It's, uh, Made in Sydney. It's not Jack. Like Jack Links is Island Jerky. No, not Jack Links. What's the one that comes in like the is, the red package? Yes. Yeah, it's Jack Links. Is it? Yeah. Oh, just the smaller version. Mm-hmm. It's like eating boot leather. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know that you can actually eat if you have leather shoes and you're in like a starvation situation, you can eat your shoes. How do you know that? I can't remember where I saw it. Or <laughs> But it was, yeah, you can eat leather. Like, you can literally eat your boot. I don't know. Maybe I saw it. I know there's, like, a part of Simpsons. It makes sense. Like take a chunk of the boot and the rat tail, and they put it in hot dogs. So I'm just, I don't think that's real, though. That but makes it, sense. Yeah. It's dried animal hide. Yeah. So just if you ever, <laughs> you're ever lost in the wilderness, and the only thing you have to eat is your boots, you can eat them. If only I could afford leather boots. Leather boots, 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 leather we're not Live, actually. How yeah, you doing, Chris? <laughs> what's up, Tyler? Like, that would be cool. Don't you freak someone? Imagine they're really high, and all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, what's going on?" They're Brent, and they're like, "What the?" They're f- like, "Is he ah! talking to me?" <laughs> ah! That was weird. Yeah, like a great weekend. I went camping. Did you? I went to Sombrio Beach on Saturday. Oh, so did the rest of the island. Apparently, yeah. it was. Ugh. I haven't been there since last summer. I took my sister and mom, and when we went there, there was maybe I don't know. 40 other people on the beach. On 40? A, yeah. Holy shit. It, yeah. I went, was that a lot? COVID who? No. I, we went, I went on Saturday by myself. There's, you get half a kilometer from the parking lot and all of a sudden it's like cars parked on the side of the road. Both sides. Walls of cars. People walking down the middle. It was like a music festival. Holy crap. Yeah. So I drove. Like I managed to, like thankfully nobody was coming the other way. So I made it to the parking lot and I found a space and I, was, mm-hmm. and I walked down to the beach. I was like, man, there's a lot of, like a lot of people. Wow. It was overwhelming. I was like, fuck, I don't know if I want to camp with this many people. Mm-hmm. And I walked down to the water and I was kind of looking around thinking like, all right, it's just me. I got a small tent. I could find a spot. I had to walk two kilometers down the beach. I went and got my stuff, hiked oh. almost down to the waterfall and just tucked in, like in between two other groups of people. And... It was awesome. I literally sat in my chair. Like I, I ended up hacking up this tree that I was camped by, cut up enough firewood for like a four-hour fire, and just had some, like, I got a Mickey of whiskey. I had some <laughs> drinks and smoked joints and just stared at the fucking ocean for like seven hours. It was just, did nothing. Peaceful. It was so peaceful. Except for like, there's a couple loud people here mm-hmm. and there, but for the most part, the water drowned them out. And I came back on Sunday and it was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and then a two-day work week and then... Day mm. off tomorrow, some beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some jerky. Do you want to try it? It's actually really good. I actually do, yeah, please. Jerky. Jerky. It's not super greasy. Ooh. It's not hard. It has a nice smoky palate. Where's it from? 
It's made in Sydney. It's local as fuck. Made on the island. Made on the island. Island jerky. Yeah. Is, is beef jerky too? Yeah. Have you ever had, um, okay, what's the weirdest kind of jerky you've ever had? Uh, I've had deer jerky. I had horse jerky once. What? Oh, my God. We used to train. We would halter break heavy horses like Clydesdales in the winter back home. And this guy, I guess one of his horses went lame. Like, not with us, but just mm-hmm. on his farm somewhere. It, got, it went lame. So he shipped it off to Belgium to the glue factory. And they turned it into jerky. And they sent it back. And I woke up. They had just given us a bag as a gift. So... I wake up in the morning at my parents' house one day, and I'm like, oh, look, a big bag of jerky on the counter. So I just start eating it. I'm like, oh, it tastes just delicious. I'm just laying on the couch just eating jerky. My dad comes downstairs. He's like, it's good, eh? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you want to know what kind it is? I'm like, sure. He goes, it's horse. And I kind of like mid-bite. I'm like, huh. That's oh, pretty good. It just tastes like beef. Hmm. It's just the weirdest experience, but I'm like, it's it's lean, it's healthy. Wow, you know, they're, they're, horse meat's healthy. They're grain fed. That's grain true. fed, hay fed. Like, yeah, they're like they're not, and they're exercise lots. Like, they're not mm-hmm. unhealthy. It's not like they're eating fucking, you know, bacon. Well, bacon's good for you. <laughs> I think they're eating chips and yeah. Big Macs. Wow. Can you imagine? And <laughs> <laughs> horses is like, give me a Big Mac. <laughs> I don't want the hay. It's eating fries, drinking Coke. Drinking a chocolate shake. 1,500 pounds. Like four, <laughs> 14 hands high. That's how they measure. And horse jerky tastes like beef. Yeah. Hmm. It's the weird. I guess it's just however you flavor it. It was really good. I think yeah. I was 16 years old. And I was just wow. like, fucking horse is delicious. Because there was one story years ago about some European A&W that was caught serving horse burgers. <laughs> yeah, someone, I don't know how they figured it out. They're like, oh, maybe they saw the trailer in the back and like, yeah. leading out Black Beauty and like, what's going on in the back of Wendy's for her? B&W. Oh yeah, my God. and like, I heard that. I'm like, man, you should be thankful. This shit's fucking good for you. It's way better than the shit beefy you probably get yeah, most of the time. Honestly. Hmm. I remember that's one thing I miss about like acreage life in Alberta. Was the like home cooked deer jerky? Yeah, salted and peppered to perfection. Fuck, the best jerky I've ever had. Well, you usually had some family member who would go moose hunting or elk hunting. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, you're like, there'd be some mystery meat in the freezer. You're like, what is this? And I'd be like, it's moose. I'm gonna put it in a slow cooker. You're like, nope. <laughs> uh, I used to just lo- no. It was great. It was amazing. I wish. Mm-hmm. Or to say dope, but they said nope. No, I said dope. Yeah, yeah. I totally misheard you. Like, why would you say no? It's delicious. And I remember, I, that's why I used to love, I think that's why I love slow cookers now. I'm going to get a mm. hamburger soup going tomorrow. Yum. Just coming home after school. And as soon as you walk in the door, you get hit in the face with, with that flavor. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what is that? And I just remember moose being just, you could like put your finger on a piece of the moose and it would just go, it would just fall apart. Like it was so tender. God, I want our slow viewers. cooked moose right now. They're like, stop chewing in our yeah. ears. Yeah, whatever. Eat it. Our viewers are probably like, yeah, they're prairie kids. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, my, my parents just uh, asked me if I wanted to buy the farm. Oh, wow. It's tw- like 20, 21 or 22 acres in Brandon, Manitoba. Holy shit. It's got an indoor and outdoor riding arena, a barn attached to the indoor arena with like, uh, I don't know, it's like 100 feet long and hmm? 30 feet wide. Sure, why not? Let's chew in their ears again. Sorry, my friends. Yeah. It's just hella good, yo. You can have that if you want. Well, okay. 
But then the house is like a four bedroom, three bathroom. Wait, one, two, is it like a rancher house? No, it's a four level split. Right. Un- unfinished basement, rec room, living room with a kitchen, big deck, and then upstairs, two, three bedrooms, a bathroom, an office. Wait, no. Well, te- two bedrooms, technically three bedrooms. One's an office now. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how much? $750. i am like, what? No. That's it. There you go. You can go buy a 20-acre yeah. place if you want in Manitoba. Yeah. But I'm like, that's no, I don't want to spend that kind of money. I want to spend like 250 Well, Brentwood, there's two condos for sale across the street. Hmm. Two bedroom, one bathroom, 1,000 square feet. 350 Okay. Yeah. Another one in the same building, 370 I'm really showing people. <laughs> it's just so good. Just let me chew it and swallow it. <laughs> But and then up the street there's a Brentwood Brentwood place. There's a place for sale on there too. Two bedroom, one bathroom, nine hundred some odd square feet for like three eighty, I think. Okay. So yeah, just I know you're looking. I am. You're thinking. Brandon and I went and looked at our first house this weekend. Ooh, where? Um, a new development across from North Saanich Middle School. It was so the one I was telling you about for mm. seven five nine, mm. the photos. Oh, but it's not not built though, right? Isn't it? Yeah, it's not built. It's finished in September. So you're just looking at the open lot, or is it like half no, built? No, they or? um they have a show home of each ah. one built already to show people. And we went and looked at our favorite one, and the photos online do not do it justice. It was so beautiful. Was it like 2,000 square foot, three bedroom, three bath, two and a half bath? Yeah, two and a half bath with a loft. Sick. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Uh Uh-huh. Where's North Santa School? Um, So if you're driving driving down Rest Haven from Sydney and you just follow Rest Haven to the very end of it, you'll come to a It's like the north end of Sydney kind of? Okay. Is that, can you like kind of go by that school and duck out onto the highway near mm-hmm. there? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I got a pretty good idea where it is. But yeah, it was beautiful. Ooh. The only downfall is that um, the upstairs has more square footage than the downstairs. Oh. Um, well, just space wise, like the downstairs has an attached garage, cool. so the square footage is like equal. But as for s- livable space, upstairs is bigger. Um, and the downstairs area had a kitchen with an extended island for extra seating and a dining room area that led on to like a really big patio yard area. But the living room wasn't set up So it was, just, it was, just, it was just staged, strangely. Yes. Well, like, so there, they thought of cable management for TVs, um, th- so that when you move in, you like have them set up your TV and the designated space is above the fireplace oh, and all the, this. yeah. And all the wiring goes into the walling, which is fine. Yeah. But the way the living room was set up, it's like, if this place were smaller, if the fireplace was right on that wall with the TV above it, yeah. Where I'm sitting right here is where the kitchen island is. So there's a wall here and wall there on either side, and there's a couch there and chairs there. So you're sitting at an awkward angle looking at the... Yeah. What? Sideways? Yeah. 
so that's one thing that Brandon and I discovered is a like deal breaker for us. Yeah. Uh, more more so for Brand than for me. I was saying like we can get a sectional and just put it against the wall mm-hmm. and but you know. It's the whole idea of the TV over the fireplace that yeah. is just it's it's shitty because yeah. that my my buddy Collins place over in Langford the uh, I was living there before I moved here. It was the same thing. Mm-hmm. And he only had like a 50-inch TV or something and you're sitting like where you are right now to to the wall. Yeah. That's a pretty good distance. Like my TV's a 58 inch and I'm like, I could go for something bigger. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the fact that you have to attach it to a wall yeah. because his stud finder wasn't working. We put so many holes in the wall, but luckily the TV covered it up, but it sucked <laughs> because you'd be sitting so far away. I'm like, oh, I don't have to wear my glasses when yeah. I'm watching TV. Like it, it drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that you can't go, fuck that fireplace. I want to move the TV over there. Like, I've rearranged this living room like three times since yeah. I've been here. Because after a while, you're like, ugh, I need something different. I, gotta I look need at, new I gotta look feng at the, shui. I got to look at the TV from a different angle. Mm-hmm. I want to look at that wall for a while. Yeah. Um, but, oh, my God, the upstairs. The mat. Oh, the master bedroom. Mm-mm. 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 Hmm. They're taking away the term master bedroom. What? Have you heard about this? No. I just read this headline today. In the States, I believe it was Texas. Texas Texas real estate agents are getting rid of the term master bedroom when they're showing houses. Because they're like at... at Slavery to- connotations? Yes, yes. That's a thing. And it was hmm. like, will Canadian real estate agents follow suit? I'm like, what? What? But like, no. If I... If I'm gonna spend seven hundred thousand dollars house on a house, I'm the fucking master of my domain. Yeah, that is my master bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> I am not saying this in a racist way. That is my. If I work my ass off for my own place, I'm yeah. the fucking master of my house <laughs> until I get married, and then it's like, no, nah, kids, your room. You can be the master for a while, I guess. <laughs> it just, it's so it this whole it's so crazy how people are like I have Nazi paraphernalia in my uh, kitchen cupboard apparently. What? Aunt Jemima syrup. Oh, what the fuck! Like this, it's wild. Mm. Like so, you see like the memes coming up, like Cracker Jacks changed mm. his name to Caucasian Jack. Oh my god! I love how <laughs> this. I just love how the extreme of human, the human condition go. Like we're just like, oh yeah, we're fine with this. Then as soon as one person's like, I'm fucking offended by this. Like I, I'm not taking away from the whole like people, black people being murdered. It fucking sucks. Yeah, but I mean like the extent of the the being offended. You know, by other things while this is going on, two people are like, well, you know what? While we're at it, I'm offended by this. I'm offended by that. And I'm offended by this. It's like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Like, like people, it, didn't, it didn't bug you a week ago. Like, what, yeah, like, like people, people just like trying to take away from the actual movement. Well, thing, yeah. I mean, things like like they're going, uh, we're, they're pulling, like they pulled cops off the air after oh, like yeah. 37 seasons or something like that. And then they're pulling other cop shows off the air. I'm like, oh yeah, we're they're glorifying they're glorifying fucking shitty, like badass cops. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I wish people had the sense to go, hey, uh, the way Mel Gibson acts in Lethal Weapon isn't the way I should be a cop if I want to yeah. be a cop. Like, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. People can't disassociate those two things. They're like that we have to go to that extreme where it's like, you know what, we need to take this fucking shit off the air. Mm-hmm. This is cops being pieces of shit, and it's gonna encourage other like it, like, you should be teaching people that don't let it encourage that kind of behavior. Yeah. Fuck, like that's the whole thing. Is like we just need to start at the the root and teach people to be fucking decent mm-hmm. and be decent to each other. So then people learn from that example instead of just being pieces of shit all the time. And everybody go, well, you know, you're gonna be pieces of shit. I'm gonna be a piece of shit too. And just ricochets like that. Yeah, like, man, I'm I'm really worried about uh, tomorrow in the states. Well, we celebrate Canada Day. They're like gonna get evicted. 
Mm. Like there's John Oliver had a fucking crazy story where uh, on Sunday where it was all about uh, evictions because the whole time COVID's had people locked up, they haven't been working. The landlords have still had the ability to go to the courts and file all the paperwork necessary to evict these tenants. What? So they didn't put a moratorium on rent payment uh, on rent payments. They just put a moratorium on eviction. So it's like you can't get evicted while you're at home with COVID. But we're not saying you don't have to pay rent. Like you're gonna, you still got to pay rent. So uh, sorry Aww. guys, here's twelve hundred bucks, and uh, that's all you're gonna get. And oh by the way, by in July first, you probably you'll probably get evicted. So there's going to be like a massive, unless Trump stands up and goes like, hold on, ain't going to let that happen. These are our people. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So it's fucking freaky. Oh my God, that's so shitty. Is this going to be so many empty fucking apartments? Like the good thing is if you buy a new place, at least you know it's not going to be haunted. That's what I said to Brandon. Oh my God. I was like, if we buy a new development, something that's just being built, we are guaranteed nobody died in here. Unless... Unless some construction na- a construction yeah. worker named Kyle died on the job, and oh all of a sudden God. he's like, "Hey, waking up in the middle of the night, punching holes in the drywall," and you're like, "God damn it, Kyle, <laughs> stop it!" Um, yeah, ghost ship, eh? Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, before we get into like before we get into this, well, I just want to talk about haunting because like a place gets haunted because of the the person that died in it has unfinished business. Like, that's what I'm led to understand about ghosts. Either that or, like, they died violently and are, like, stuck there or choosing to stay there. Well, okay. So there's a multitude of reasons. Yeah. I always, like, thought, like, it'd be interesting, like, say you'd move into your, say your parents die, or, like, you move into their house, and it's like, oh, man, they're haunting it, but it's like, they're not scaring you, they're just haunted because they have unfinished business, like, your dad didn't fucking fix the dry, the drywall in the basement, or he never fixed, you never, never changed the sump pump out in the, in the you know, it's like, you're waking up in the middle of the night, like, what the, I'm covered in this fine dust, and there's, like, sandpaper laying on the floor, holes patched, I just thought that would be kind of weird. <laughs> they like until and until they get released from purgatory, they still have a regular a regular job, a regular day. They wait up to sleep. They wake up in the morning like fuck. I'm still dead. God damn it! They have, they have to go to their ghost jobs <laughs> to get, drive their go- like just. It sounds like Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, but fuck. <laughs> Basically, yeah, it's Beetlejuice. Never mind though. I'm just making up, I'm just making up some other story that I've heard somewhere else. <laughs> This plot line is so original. <laughs> well, the ghost ship one was kind kind of. It I was, guess it was 2001, so. It was designed to be if Titanic and The Shining had a baby. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, this one was. So you said this was the first horror movie you ever saw? Because I guess you would have been like seven when this came out, eh? Yeah, I, I remember I watched it on AMC's Friday Frightmare on Friday night. Well, I felt like it was geared towards people between the age of seven and 15 because it, it was the rate was a rating like PG-13. No, it was rated R. Was it? It was like fucking fuck this, fuck that, gore. Mm, like, yeah, right. Okay, like the gore was... I felt like, I don't know, where, okay, do you want to break down oh, what sure. this movie's about? Tell everybody. So, Ghost Ship is about this Italian cruise liner that went missing. No, no thank you. Um, an Italian cruise liner that went missing, and these salvagers find it and start fixing it up. And they meet a bunch of ghosts on the ship. 
also find a whole bunch of gold. Uh, yeah. Like Thir- three, 30, 300 million. That's what he figures. Mm. So he's like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Maybe 200, 300 million. I would shit myself if someone said, hey, we just found 200 million. Hell, I would shit myself if someone came to me and was like, we just found like $2 million. I'd be like, if someone found a hundred bucks under my bed, I'd be like, fuck yeah, woo! Yeah. Give me, give me that. It's my money. Mm-hmm. But, so the movie starts with a little flashback to 1962. There's some sort of performance going on. It's like a ball. Yeah, so I looked it up, and apparently on, um, like, luxury cruise liners back in the day, it that was called a captain's ball, and wow. it happened toward the very end of the journey when you were going to dock the next day or in the next two days. I wonder if they still have those now. I don't know. I just imagine a lot of the, because like a lot of the people that go on cruise ships are big, you hear? So they're just like maybe just a bunch of people on scooters <laughs> driving around the dance floor. <laughs> oh my God. Snacking at the, the buffet. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So all we see is a hand flip a switch mm-hmm. from, I didn't see what the bottom said, but the top said Massimo, mm-hmm. which it means the greatest. I looked up the, I was like, well, okay, so we're going from what? And they're like, put it on, put the speed on the greatest. The greatest speed, mamma mia. But it's like, it, it, what was it controlling? Because all we see is the hand go, and then mm-hmm. this big gear starts spinning, and then a cable snaps. Yeah, it. With, well, it doesn't even snap. It, it was, it tightens. Yeah. Yeah. That made me terrified of like going near thick wires when I was a kid. Although in doing my usual like trivia, I found out that Mythbusters tried this and revealed that it wouldn't happen. No. Like that can't cut you in half. But you bet your bottom dollar is a seven year old. I was like, nope. <laughs> No wires for me. No, no, no. It's the first thing I thought was, was this, there's no way you could, okay, maybe one person. Yeah. Maybe one person, but not a whole ball Deck of floor. people. Yeah. It, and they just missed, so it hit, and the, the height of it was really weird. Some people got mm-hmm. cut at the waist. The captain got cut in the forehead. Because he was like leaning over. Because when you see, when the camera like shows him and, Katie, that's the little girl's character. Mm-hmm. His arms were around her, and he kind of like went down oh, like that to like okay. shield her. I missed that. Mm-hmm. That's the opening. I'm like, damn. Yeah, like right. To present day, and there we get introduced to the all uh, '90s television cast. Mm-hmm. All these people are from like late '90s, early 2000s TV. Yeah, except for Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne's like the one big name. Yeah, but like Isaiah Washington was. I'm pretty sure like Grey's Anatomy. Was it Grey's Anatomy? I was thinking. Yep. I was thinking ER. Mar- Margulies was mm-hmm. ER. Was right? ER? Yeah. Yep. And then there was um, the there was Carl Urban from oh, yeah, Lord of the Rings. He was Star also, Trek. Also in the Boys. Have you seen the Boys yet? No. <gasps> it's great. <laughs> that was the the shitty Bam. super shitty superhero movies. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, who else? Was there? there was Joe from like he was Mer- uh, Mer- Merriman. 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 Oh, no. Ferryman. Fer- Ferryman. Merriman. Ferryman. Uh, Ferryman was uh, from Dexter. He was Detective oh. Joe. He was in 72 episodes of that show. So it's like this whole fucking cast is just made up of like, all right, everybody, you're, you've been doing TV for years. It's time to step up to the plate and see if you can knock one out of the park. They did not. No. And so I found out that um, 
Juliana Margulies uh, like disowns this movie. And I was like, what the fuck? Why? And I looked into it because if you're disowning a movie, like it, it's not just because like it's bad or yeah. it didn't do well. So she disowned it because when she got the original script, it was completely different from this. It was a non-gore, non-bloody psychological thriller horror where it was four people, uh, four s crew members on a ship and they're salvaging it or whatever and they find the gold on the ship and then the four of them get sucked in by greed and like turn on each other yeah. in order to get this gold and it was very like psychological and smart so when Juliana Margulies and the other three people signed on they were like hell yeah and then this was filmed this is so wild this was filmed in three different places the internal Ship stuff was filmed on the Queen Mary in California, which is a haunted ghost ship. Mm -hmm. um, and then the outer scenes and stuff not inside the ship were, f some of them were filmed in Queensland, Australia. And the other filming location was Vancouver. What? BC, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so when uh, Juliana Margulies was like, when I got off the plane in Australia and I got the new script and I saw it was this, my heart sank, but we were locked in contractually. So none of us could leave the project. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Oh, that would suck. Mm -hmm. Because I would have much rather watched a psychological yeah. thriller on a ship based around the finding of money and the dividing of said money. Yeah. Because that's a story that's it's been done, but it's been done mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And this could have been done really and well. And it's like, it's more realistic because it's playing on these human emotions of like greed and friendship and betrayal and mm -hmm. like this just seemed hacky yeah it seemed really like a like a high school like a film school student yeah. made it and you know what's interesting the guy who directed this also directed 13 ghosts uh, it makes sense because some yeah. of the shooting some of the cinematography was very similar yeah it, it, and it was just, there were cheap scares, mm -hmm. cheap scares. A like lot the, of like jump scares. Yeah, not even a lot. Like I, f I felt like the first 47 to 50 minutes of this movie was just a slow burn. Like yeah. this is what's going on. Yeah. This is what we're planning on doing. And, and then, now let's execute. And then they were like, oh shit, this, we only have an hour and a half. Wrap it yeah. up, wrap it up, wrap it up. It is, yeah, the end, the last 30 minutes just felt like wham, 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 wham. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool, right on. It was not... I checked the I checked the remaining time a couple mm -hmm. times on this one. Maybe maybe three times. So it wasn't like a constant. Mm -hmm. But uh I will say the effects were good though. Like when the people did get cut in half. Yeah, they weren't terrible. Like the practical effects were good. The um green screen with Buddy in the reenactment of like the Francesca scene oh, there. That was horrible. <laughs> it was like you could see him like oh, moving yeah, around on he, him. Like just make him stand still. Just yeah. don't let him move. Yeah, It'll like look him better. looking around, pretending to like look at shit and be scared was so bad. But the the writing in this, like what did Gabriel so if just Juliana Margulies is disowning it, but Gabriel Burns like, yeah, I'll stand by it. Because his opening dialogue in this scene. They're, they're so we're introduced to the salvage team and they're like they're going down to like oh we got five minutes to check out this sinking ship if we can't we got to cut her loose and we got to get out of here every ship is her mm -hmm. in this and I they know. make sure they're like do not refer to the ship without calling it her mm -hmm. or she 
Like it was crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times I should have counted because it was a lot. It was. But they, Juliana Margulies is like, all right, I'm going to go check it out. She goes, oh, there's a hole in the hole. And he's like, well, cut her loose. We don't have time. And he's like, she's like, no, I'm going for it. Like cuts herself loose, puts a patch on it. And then the other two are like, shit. But so they're basically going to like Rambo style. Like we got five minutes. Let's do this. Yeah. And weld it up. And it's like, okay, we're good to go. I'm like, well, that seems like something you could have done. Yeah. Why would, were you? It would have been protocol. Like, okay, yeah, you got, yeah, we know you can do it in five minutes. So you, you have 10 minutes. Just, just don't, you know, give her. Let's yeah. save this fucking thing. But like he's like, hey, get out of there. You want me to come down there and kick your yeah. ass? I'm like, what is this? I will. Like, yeah. This is the opening. Like, this is the opening 10 minutes of a movie that's got to grab the viewer. And you're getting dialogue like this. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. You sound like a principal. Like, I know. I will come down there and kick your ass. Are you, you know, bad? You want detention? <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, so that's like, oh, this is we're the best ragtag fucking bunch of salvagers this south, this side of the South Sea. <laughs> Carl Urban looks young and greasy in this. I know, like gr- his character is greasy. Yeah, he's so cute though. He's, he's an attractive gentleman. His hair was bad though. Yeah, it, they just needed to. He should have just shaved his head or washed it. Yeah, just a simple wash would do. It was nasty. Mm-hmm. So they get approached by uh, this young gentleman, uh, Ferryman. Ferryman. Jack Ferryman. F- are they calling him Ferryman or Ferryman? Ferryman, because in the very beginning, um, once Murphy and them, Murphy being uh, the, Gabriel Byrne, yes, the captain, yes, the skipper. Uh, once they agree to it, he says, "Okay, Ferryman." And his last name, Ferryman, is a play on fairy man. Yeah. For like delivering souls to. Yeah, that was like when we meet the little girl and she's like, oh my God, he's collecting his soul, blah, blah, blah. And once he gets enough, I'm like, oh, that fa- oh, man. You're was like, that- oh. Like, wow. like a ferryman? The ferryman. Pay your gold. And this, that's what the gold signifies the payment for the. Mm-hmm. <sighs> for the souls. The souls. <laughs> Don't eat your souls. Yeah. So they get uh, approached by this guy, and he's like, "Listen, I got this. There's a ship, and uh, I, whatever's on it. Listen, we can, it's we can, ours. yeah. Like, and why? Like, he says, like, there's five other groups of people here. Uh, you know, I approached you first. It's like, well, why are these guys so? They were important for a reason, weren't yeah. they? Well, I can't like, remember. don't act like, you know." these people are the exact same type of salvagers as the other five groups in the bar, because if so, you would have gone to one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, okay, at one point I was like, man, I think salvaging would be kind of a neat job. It'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then once you start getting out into the open ocean and trying to pull out boats that are in water, it's like, nah, this doesn't yeah. seem that cool. seems pretty shitty, actually. Mm-hmm. You, like, you might approach a ghost ship, which would be creepy. High risk, high reward. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes that's there's true. there's nothing on that High boat. risk, low reward, or yeah, no reward. High risk, then you get killed, or you drown. Yeah. They had to go into an end room at one point, and it was underwater. It's like, well, we're going to have to go underwater and get that. I'm like, no, I'm mm-hmm. out. I'll take the dinghy. I don't care. Yeah. I'm getting out of honestly. here. Honestly. So they they agree to his uh, his term. Well, they eventually get like ten percent. They're like ten percent. That's what you get. Yeah. And you got to stay on the boat. So they're they're going out to where they think this boat is, and it's weird because like the the captain, oh not the captain, the uh, you see the engine room guy. He yeah, was kind Santos. of driving. Yeah, Santos is like rocking out to Mudvayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song played. I was like, oh my god, I know this song from when I was a teenager, or like <laughs> in my just hitting like twenty. It was a band called Mudvayne, and it was not Falling was the name of the song. 
And I just, very, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my God, that's 2001 right there. <laughs> and they're like, uh, he's looking at his radar. He's like, oh shit, I see a, a ship, a ship shaped mm-hmm. blob on the radar. And he like, he's like, Captain, you better get up here and check this out. So the captain sees it. Like the thing scans past yeah. it and it's like, yep, that's a ship shaped smudge on the lens. And then it goes around net later. He's like, oh, I don't see it anymore. He's like, hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't think it's there. I'm like, well, you guys both just saw it, so why yeah. don't you just bank on it being there and slow the hell down? Because mm-hmm. they're just they're they're cruising. Yeah, they're ripping it. Yeah, because the next thing, like he's, they're trying to, like they just crash into it. Are they crash into it first? Oh, they crash into it after. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because he's radioing. He's like, this is the Arctic Warrior. Arctic Warrior. This is the Arctic Warrior. Wait, do you do you come in? And then they all of a sudden it's like, oh shit. It's and, there. Yeah, and they just smash into it. I just don't understand that. I'm like, why would you just slow down? Like, just if you don't think, if you think there's something there, just err on the side of caution. Yeah, and just take it easy. Also, they so like when this ship sank, or not sank, when this ship went missing, it was having its captain's ball, which means the journey is about to come to an end. But when they were taught, like when they were talking about it. Um, Murphy was like, this ship. Oh, he just gives them the whole story right then for with no prompting. Yeah, and he was like, this ship was last seen on its course in Labrador, which to me, because oh, they're in the Bering Strait too, right? Yeah, the Bering Sea. Yeah, which is way the hell up north. Yeah, and really cold. And they were supposed to be going to like New York because. Later on, when um, Juliana Margulies is talking to the ghost girl, um, and she's looking at her locket, she's like, oh, those are my parents. They moved to New York. I was on my way to join them. Well, New York, like, yes, it's in the same area. Like, it's on the East Coast where Labrador is, but New York's way, 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 way down. If the ship disappeared when they were in Labrador, that wouldn't be toward the end of their journey. Like, Mm. Well, like at Labrador, Newfoundland and Labrador, I guess it all depends on whereabouts. If they're on like the northern part of Labrador, they probably got a good couple of days of sailing. Yeah. It all, what's the, it's all um, perception, right? Like how long is their trip? Was their trip 10 months long? They could be almost there if it's five days away. Also, I love how they were sailing like roughly the same North America. Um, Route is the Titanic. Well, it was also May, wasn't it? May 19th? Yeah. May 19th in northern Canada, because Labrador is northern Canada. Yeah. It's not warm. No. It's not ballroom dress weather. Nope. So that that doesn't make sense, and neither does when they go to check this ship out, because mm-hmm. like I said, it's the Bering Strait. It's the Bering, like, they're in the Bering Strait, which is on the other side of yeah. North America. It's, it's past Alaska. So... At one point, like Gabriel Burns, like, oh, this ship drifted from here to here and blah, 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 with no crew. I'm like, so what? You're not, you're not telling us where it ended up. Yeah. Your whole, st- like, he just went on these long winded stories about this. I'm like, oh, man, if I'm not, pay- like, I was really paying attention <laughs> to it. And I'm like, God, I don't want to miss a word. Cause he's just like, oh, man, we crashed into a ship. He's like, this ship was floating in 1962 and it was created by blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, dude, nobody asked you. Yeah. Like, the okay, encyclopedia, ship. shut the fuck up. No, so the the weather the weather bugged me, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know what happened next. <laughs> uh, they get on the ship and they're looking around, and they all that's right get 
it's, sorry, it's not moving at all. No, like, it's not. It's moving not bobbing with the water. It's just at all. St- stoic. That was one thing I noticed. I'm like, why aren't they moving? Yeah. At all. And they go, they get on the ship and they separate and go look around. And Jack is with Juliana Margulies, Epps. And then Munder and Epps. Dodge. Epps is Juliana Margulies' character. Oh, what do they call her? Epps? That's her last name. Oh, Maure- Maureen Epps? Yeah. Oh. And then. Because that's one thing I noticed. I didn't catch any of the names or the names were they like. They were hard. They so were. Fer- Jack Fairman is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then Maureen Epps is Juliana Margulies. Murphy is the captain. And then Dodge is the blonde guy. And look like Borat. Yeah. And um, Greer, Munder. Greer is Isaiah Washington. Yeah. And Munder is um, yeah, who was Munder? Amir. Which one was Carl M- Urban. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't catch his name until he went diving. Yeah. Because like, where's Munder? Where's I'm like, who the who the, who the fuck? Is, who's Munder? And then Santos is the, the guy, uh, yeah, the mechanic slash engine guy. So my thing with this, when um they're all on the ship, and we know that something happened because we keep seeing this ghost girl, and we know people died on this ship. Oh yeah, they throw bullet holes in the pool. Yeah. So where are all the bodies? Because that, that I was my next note. Where are the bodies? I looked it up and. I looked up, like, how long does it take a body to completely decay, blah, blah, blah. In 50 years, your tissues will have liquefied and disappeared, leaving mummified skin and tendons. And in 80 years, the collagen in your bones start to break down and your bones start going away. Well, this was 40 years later. Mm -hmm. So you'd be finding mummified bodies. It would stink. Yep. So I kept thinking it would stink. Like even if there were just skeletal remains left, which yeah. there wouldn't be, because like you said, there'd be liquid, there'd be liquid skin, there'd yeah. be flies and maggots, and well, mm. and that was another thing. Because like later on, there's like an illusion over the over two of the characters where they're like, oh, they're eating beans, so it's yeah. actually maggots, and I'm like, well, is that what's happening to all of them when they walk in there? Are they actually walking through a sea of bodies and they just don't know yeah because there's one point where they open a room and it's Mm -hmm. full of water and bodies and that was from because when they were exploring they found a digital watch and they were one guy was like oh cool and then the other guy was like no in Mm. the 60s they didn't have this technology and then that's when murphy was like okay someone was here before us and those were what the bodies were that uh, Juliana Margulies and Jack oh, found. I yeah, I didn't really catch that. I missed that line in the in the watch scenes. I saw the watch scene, but I was like, what's the significance of that? And I was watching it on my laptop, so it was over mm. by the TV. So I was like, ah, I feel like getting up and switching <laughs> it back. Katie will know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so Juliana Margulies and Jack end up finding the bodies in the laundry room, and she keeps seeing like this ghost girl. And then... Um, yeah, because they see her. She sees her when Carl Urban falls through the floor, mm-hmm. the first point, and then there's like the pool scene. Why? Why does she freak out so much? I know she's seen the kid once before. It, she just looks like a regular little girl. It's yeah. not like her face is melted off. Or yeah, she's scary at all. She's Margulies is climbing up the ladder, and all of a sudden she sees a little girl. She's like, ah! She lets go. Yeah, like and, wouldn't you just be like, hey, yeah, are you okay? Hi, little girl. Like, mm-hmm. What are you doing here? Yeah, like my mind wouldn't immediately go to she's a ghost. Mm-hmm. My mind would be like, um, you've been trapped on this ship. How have you survived? Are you okay? Well, that's not how you greet 
most people when you see them. Yeah. Randomly. You might go, ah, you'll start a little yeah. bit. You're not going to just let go of whatever you're holding. Yeah. And then uh, Munder and Dodge play this horrible practical joke. Oh, yeah. And, like, scare the shit out of Epps and Jack after they just found, like, the bodies. And I'm like, it was so dumb, but also realistic based on the archetypes of those two people, like the characters. I'm like, they would do something stupid and childish like that. However, like, why? I feel like... Like, that's cheap. People that are going to take on the job of going to sea and salvaging wrecks, I would picture people that aren't so childish. Yes. I I I feel like they're hardened seasoned, you know, yeah. veteran salvagers. Like yeah, they're not They're not like, oh, man, let's go play some practical jokes with some yeah. people. They're like, no, the sea will take you if you're <laughs> being too foolish. Like, that's you what I... So they just, they just seem like unrealistic teammates on this yeah. salvage team. Yeah. Yeah. And then... They needed some sort of... Commu- that was another thing, too. Like, I wonder if their parts... Like what, it, what it, was Carl Urban expecting to play some like debonair character and all yeah. of a sudden like, you're gonna be the goofball because we changed the script on you and you're in contract so fuck you like did they do that to everybody like I'd love to see the original screenplay right? of this film yeah and not this whatever this not turned this into trash. yeah yeah because like, like you said if it was a suspense sort of like that that means that means to me a suspense like psychological thriller like that means like you you're getting into your character yeah. you're getting like you're doing work on your character mm-hmm. this just seemed like you're gonna be the guy who uh, is a piece of shit yeah oh okay cool I'm just gonna be a you're dick. gonna be the guy that goofs off doesn't take anything seriously yeah okay it's like oh, all right just be me then fine so then after uh after they all rejoin they find the gold uh, gold gold and they decide. Well, well they, they, the two find it, and then they're like, we better go find them. I'm like, well, take, take a bar right. or two with yeah. you. Because this place is already a little weird. Yeah. You never know if you're going to find this gold again. Yeah, this is right before they got freaked out. I was mm-hmm. like, just take, take a bar with you. Like, yeah, just for proof. They're, they're a couple pounds. They're not that heavy. Yeah. And then they make this plan to harvest the gold, bring it back onto the Arctic Warrior. And, and that was because international. 48 minutes into this movie. Yeah. So, like, the you know, we're more than halfway into this movie now. And it's still been a slow burn, mm-hmm. and nothing's happened. Yeah, because they've got the gold onto their boat. They were trying to. Yeah, and then the, this is when the little girl's like, no, wait. And of yeah, course of course she's British. Yep. Of course she's British. They should have believed her. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> all of a sudden you see the, like, handle on the propane tank turning. And, like, <laughs> I've smelled propane before, and I've smelled gas. It's immediate. You smell it, and you're like, there's mm-hmm. something. But well, plus that that wasn't enough to fill that whole room. No. It was only turned on for, like, five or ten seconds. Yeah. So, at best, it would have been, like, it maybe would have sparked at some point and been, uh, maybe mm-hmm. burned them or scared them. Yeah. I don't think it would have blown up that entire engine room. No, and, and blown up the whole ship. That explosion was out of control. Yeah. I just, I thought like, oh, well, like, damn, that was a good, holy shit, because then the whole boat explodes. Yeah. You're like, what just happened? What blew up? Like, uh, <laughs> were so, there more propane tanks? Yeah, so then Santos dies, um, and then they get back onto the old, like, cruise ship, and Juliana Margulies' character goes through the ship logs, 
and says like the ship logs just say say Katie Hardwood room whatever traveling solo like it doesn't say anything about like child traveling solo um redheaded British child in a blue dress this is her so like what what's yeah, making what's making Katie. her think I found you like what the fuck they're, like, she can't be the only person traveling alone on that ship. Well, was she even traveling? Like, I thought she was with that old dude. No, no, no. That like, was the captain. Oh, okay. She was traveling alone to meet <laughs> with her parents. A, okay, how does a little girl get on a ship alone? I know. Man, there were different times in the 60s. Yeah. You're fine. Just go outside and make your own way home. But yeah, like, how, how did she you know, discover this random name in a book and decide, yep, that's you? Mm-hmm. Like, it's such stupid, like, writing, well, support, lazy yeah, writing. It's, it's very lazy writing. Because that's just like, we just assume, go, oh, okay, she just knew. Yeah. You know, like, how? Like, how she didn't she say her name. And then she just goes to her room and starts just rooting around in her shit. And then I noticed that her, like, letter toy from the beginning when she spelled out, I'm so bored to the crew member. And then when they boarded the ship, it was there and it started turning on its own mm-hmm. saying welcome aboard. It went from being at the starting point of wherever they boarded the ship to back in her room. But like later on in the scene, when Juliana Margulies goes to give her back the locket, it goes through her hand. So like, ob- we like that just proves that ghosts can't g- grab onto things. And how the fuck did she grab her toy and bring it back to her room? Yeah. Like, wait, and who tackle, hold on. Who tackled the little girl? Uh, Jack did. Which one was Jack again? Ferryman. Oh. Yeah. But how did he tackle a ghost? Sorry, did you because just did you just say this? No, no. Um. But he tackles her because Jack isn't like a human being. He's like a spirit slash demon. Because he gets sh- like he's you oh, know yeah, I guess he gets shot and fucking yeah, and right. blown up and fine yeah I'll accept it then. Because they, they didn't make it known that it was him that... that or did, no, like, no, no, they didn't. You just see somebody just spear her hard. Yeah. And she's like, wait, don't do it. Bam, yeah. just gets taken out. And I'm like, who the hell was that? And then um, she opens the closet and there's yeah, Katie's that? body. So Katie hung herself? She was the no, she, she was hung by those guys. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that was... A, it was just such a weird, like... So the ferryman was just luring people in with his gold? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Murphy's upset that he lost Santos, so he's in the captain's quarters about to break his sobriety and have a drink. And then the captain of the ghost ship appears, starts speaking Italian to him, and is like, oh. Yeah, I, I didn't have subtitles. Aires, blah, blah, blah. I played that scene three times. was oh, like, I don't know what he's saying. Honestly, I watched <laughs> it with subtitles, and there was no Italian to English translation. It was oh, okay, li- good. The subtitles were literally in Italian. Okay, good. I didn't miss anything. Right. But then he goes from speaking Italian to Murphy, which makes sense because this is an Italian cruise liner coming from Europe. But then he switches to English when... um. Murphy's like, yeah, I found the gold. And he was like, yes, we picked up. Uh, we got the gold from the Lorelei. And then he shows Murphy a photo of the one survivor on the Lorelei ship. And we find out later that it's Jack. That's right. So Murphy sees this and goes to run and tell everyone. 
but then the ghost of Santos. Oh, and he Santos is so angry at Murphy. Yeah. Which seems uh, misplaced mm-hmm. because it wasn't Murphy that killed him. Yeah. Murphy wasn't responsible for killing him at all. No. Santos is a grown man. He made a decision to go on this salvage mission. Mm-hmm. What are you mad at him for? It was a ghost that killed you. Did like, you did you notice that Santos's hand was marked? Oh no, what, I did not. So his soul was claimed by ferryman. Oh, that's what the mark means. Yeah, I see. Um, and apparently, like in doing research, um, Jack f- can only claim the souls of like sinners. Greer's eventual downfall like his sin is lust going after francesca oh okay um Ooh, francesca yeah wow. she was hot some nice titties yeah um oh and he was i love how he's just like uh no you're not real when he's like when he's drinking yeah, he's i think so we're coming up with that part here <laughs> he's like he's engaged he's like looking at a picture of his fiance going i'm sorry baby i fucked yeah. up i'll come back to you soon and this, this and dead he, ghost is like and then he dead ass is like you can't cheat on your fiance yeah. with a dead girl right so like he, i know you're not real so i'm just going to go with it like, and damn. he's like she takes off her dress and you see her nice boobies and Greer is just like okay, and like starts taking off his pants, and I'm like, you're you're dead ass about to be like, yeah, let's fuck a ghost. Oh, he was going to fuck that ghost. Yeah, but then he just fell right through, through an her. elevator shaft, which, which just seemed the way he, it was like the way he fell. He was like, yeah, like they're implying that he's drunk because he had a bottle of champagne in his hands at the mm-hmm. piano, and like mm, you're not gonna get drunk. Yeah, hammered off a bottle of champagne, maybe unless you're like twelve. <laughs> but he he went to grab her, then was like, oh, oh. I'm like, no, you missed her once. Then that's when you would have went, oh, shit. Put your hand on the wall. Went, hold on. Tried again. Maybe again. Then went, oh, it's not real. Better better get out of here. No, Uh, like he threw himself. Well, and then right after he falls, they do like a cheap. This is where you could tell it was the 13th, the uh, 13 ghosts director. Because she's like, and she says something in Italian. Yeah. Like, watch the door or something. I, something about la, la puerta. Yeah. And she turns around and she's like, like a, yeah. like a creepy, de- decaying body. Yeah. And we were talking about the bodies before. So there are there like a handful of decomposing bodies just walking around there yeah. being controlled by ghosts? Like, there's yeah. no explanation like, of it at all. No, like why why did she flash all old? Because she died when she was that age. So she wouldn't be this old decrepit lady. Yeah, and it's it's like you have ghosts and then you have the decaying body of the people that died. Yeah. What are we supposed to be focused on? What's your scary thing in this? Is it the yeah. ghosts or is it that? If it's that, then make it that. But if it's the ghosts, then don't bother giving us the decaying no. whatever the fuck this is. Because it's unnecessary. And then, um, an Mur- hour and six minutes in now. Yeah, and then Mur- they put Murphy in a fish tank. Oh yeah, because he's losing it. Yeah, he's coming unraveled. Why did they put him in a fish tank? To keep him secure, so he couldn't get out and try and kill him. Tie his hands up and I know, handcuff right? him. No, put him like, in a fish tank. Yeah, put him in something that he can't breathe in. Yeah, just need air. Oh, then they're like, we got to fix this boat. It's our only fucking thing. And then they're like, all right, let's fix the boat. So a boat fixing montage. <laughs> and earlier I wrote down, why did they bring C4? Oh, just in case they had to blow something up underwater that was jammed. Yeah. Like that's, I don't know if that's a regular part of the salvage job description. Like, oh, you got to yeah, use explosives. Know. 
Because I think they would just use like a cutting torch, like an underwater cutting torch or something. Yeah. Who knows? But they had to blow <laughs> something up on the boat. And then, oh, yeah, I love how they find, she's like, I'm going to go look for Greer because they still haven't found Greer yet. Yeah. He managed to get impaled by four mm-hmm. separate rods. And then his, the photo of his fiance is conveniently like placed in front of him. Like, and then. Um, well, this is where the kid time travels. Yeah, her, like, like another dimension or yeah, something. Yeah, I was. That's what I said. I was like, so ghosts can like time travel slash show you the past. Hmm. She time travels her back to the sixties and shows what happened that yeah, night. Yeah, basically, hey, here's Fairy Man. Yeah, that's everyone. I'm like, oh, the Fairy Man story. Oh, that's yeah. what this is. God. And like, so apparently, once he like, this is what my findings revealed. Once Jack was rescued from the Lorelei and the gold was brought on board, he convinced uh, crew members of that ship to kill all of the passengers and other crew members to get a stake in the gold. Hmm. So that's why they did that. Uh, but yeah, they like poisoned people with rat poison, shot them in the pool. And that was pretty intense. Were slitting people's throats, hanging a little girl in her closet, like. And then Francesca rolls up when they finally get the gold, and just with like a look, she like convinces the lead guy to shoot all of his accomplices. So it's just her and him, and then she, like he turns around and he's like, "Yeah, baby," and she just shoots him in the fucking head. Right then and there. And then all of a sudden we see a figure and she turns around and like throws the gun and they come and are making out. And she's like, "Mm, yeah, I did it. (laughs) And then he like, he like steps away from her and undoes this hook and it like (laughs) grabs her in the fucking jaw neck. What if it missed? Yeah. Like what if it missed? Like this is so elaborate. Like, all right, you're standing. Hold on, babe. Just take a little step to your left and uh, click. Yeah. Hooked to the jaw. And she's like... Ooh. Swings a bunch, too. Yeah. Like, just that over-elaborate. That's like a saw thing. Yeah. Like, All right, just stand right there, and there we go. And then that's when he turns around, and we all, the audience and the characters, realize it's Jack. It's Jack, the fairy man. <laughs> so... Margulies goes back to the helm, and that's where uh, I keep calling him Blondie. But what was his name? Dodge. Dodge. Dodge is there, and she's like, "Wait, uh, oh, it's Jack. You guys just stay in the same room mm-hmm. here for just ever till I come back. Yeah. I gotta go find uh, somebody." Munder. Yeah, Munder, because Munder is like swimming underwater, and how did he all of a sudden Munda down under? <laughs> how did he all of a sudden just get s- sucked into a giant gear? I know. Like it's like, all of a sudden, something comes on. And he's like, "Uh oh!" Yeah, and his like foot gets <sighs> caught in it. it. Like it was just random. Like it's almost like it's oh man, we got an hour fifteen. How are we gonna kill Munder? Yeah. Ah, let's just say something in the boat started up and crushed him. Yeah. Done. Make it happen. So Munder dies, and then we flash back to Dodge and Jack, and Do- Jack's like, "I'm gonna go check on what's her face," and he's like, "No, just stay right here." And this one, Jack's like, "You're a pathetic piece of shit." Yeah. Ah, uh, you're. You better just kill me so you sin so I can take your soul. And he just fucking blasts him in the chest. And this is where we find out that Jack is also a shapeshifter. Yeah. Because yeah. he just assumes the identity of Dodge in the next scene. Uh-huh. Which, I just wrote down, he can shapeshift now? Uh, yeah. And he has a tantrum. A tantrum <laughs> and throws everything into the water. Throws Conveniently throws a harpoon gun into the water. Mm-hmm. 
and then decides to choke Julianne Margulies after he shapeshifts from Dodge. Because what does she ask him? Oh, she she was like, hey, Dodge, why haven't you asked me where Munder is? Oh, that's right. Because they're like best friends. And then he just starts laughing. Yeah. Rather than go, oh, I, I don't know why. I yeah, like he it. he's like, you caught me. Yeah. She's like, oh, shit. She said the magic word, Munder. <laughs> <laughs> he turns back into Jack. And you're like, what the? Why? Yeah. I really want to see the original movie of this. And then the fact that Jack's talking about the souls he needs. And he's like, this will make management really happy. Management won't be happy. Like, management? Is the management fucking the devil, devil? <laughs> is management? Do you want, okay, I I came up with this idea for a show, for a YouTube series years ago about a devil. But he was just one devil of many devils. And he worked in hell <laughs> in an office building in a cubicle. And he was supposed to, his job is to harvest souls. And he works with other devils. So it's like a, like a nine to five. Like, hey, how you doing, Jim? Oh, I'm good, Tom. You got, <laughs> you got a lot of souls this week? Nah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little slow. And they go, they go up to Earth and they just meet people and then they eventually help kill them and take their souls. It was a ridiculously kind of like the office style <laughs> devil reaping souls sort of idea. But uh, so, like, so talking about management, I'm like, yeah, like there's just like there's a boss yeah, in like... hell. But I love the hip shot. About the harpoon gun. She shoots the harpoon gun from the hip and hits the trigger of the C4. Yep. Exploder. Like, like come yep. on. Come on. And then, like, like Jack gets blown into a million pieces. And he's like, ah! Yeah, how does she... Did she, sur- she survived, didn't she? Yeah. How did she survive? She, she just managed to jump in the water and the water protected her from the giant C4 explosion? No, um, she... Pre- like shot the harpoon off and then like ducked underwater when it exploded and then the well, ghost yeah. the ghost of Katie was like oh. directing her where to swim then all the ghosts are free like the end of Mortal Kombat yeah it's like oh <laughs> thank you Liu Kang you freed us <laughs> and then um, she's like floating on this trunk of stuff in the Bering Strait yep like, I was like, how is she not frozen and dead? <gasps> because Rose in Titanic was freezing to death, and that wasn't the Bering Strait. That was just the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And Think about the Pacific here. Yeah. Like, was last time you jumped in the ocean? I couldn't stay in there for half an hour. Nope. Well, she was in there for days because it mm-hmm. was dark, and then it was light, and she was just floating. And I was like, how is she not dead from hypothermia? A uh, shark. Drowning. Yeah. There's no way you're going to cling to that thing in sub-zero water. Yeah. And, and then cue mud vein at the end. Yeah, and then she's gets rescued by this cruise liner and watches from an ambulance bay crew members loading up gold onto the ship because he lost all his souls. Um and Jack just like look glaring at her and she's like, No And then that was ghost ship. That was ghost ship. I I I rated this uh, two sets of ghost titties <laughs> out of ten ghost asses. Nice. Because uh, to me, the shooting and editing was like I said it earlier. It was like hacky. It was like yeah, meh, like meh, like a film. It was like a yeah. film student project kind of yeah. thing. The writing was weak, mm-hmm. and it's interesting hearing that that uh, the story was changed before everybody got on set. Yeah, that's messed up. I really want to do some digging and and find find out. the original script. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it was very nice that uh, we didn't have bagpipes as the background soundtrack <laughs> to our entire episode. Good God. Editing that episode, all I could hear was bagpipes. I, I, was I kept listening. like stopping it going, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, it's on the recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's neat how bagpipes work. Mm-hmm. It's a bag you fill full of air, and, then, and it, then it makes a sound until it is empty. Yeah. It's so cool. I'm trying to make it a point to like follow up on these point these things that we say we're gonna Google <laughs> and we never do. Like, you know, no. I'm glad we Googled shooting a gun on an airplane and figure that oh, out. Oh yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, and then the, the writing was bad, the acting acting was boring. Yeah. Like a, there was one scene with like Margulies. No well yeah, zero stakes. Margulies and Jack were having a conversation in one scene. It was like, ugh, this is just painful. It was mm-hmm. like hey, how blah 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 blah. Oh, cool, right on. Bye. Like, awesome, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I had to say about it. That's it. Would you rate it? I will rate this two 40-year-old cans of food with maggots in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We forgot about that part. Well, I mentioned it, but yeah. we didn't talk about it. That was... And it was funny because I'm I had seen this before, mm-hmm. so I remember saying I wasn't sure if I'd seen it before. But that scene, I was like, "Oh, those beans are maggots." Yeah, gross, gross. Yeah, so two beanie maggot cans of food out of ten. Mm, ten fish tanks with Murphy in them. Ooh, Murphy fish tanks. Because like the effects like the practical effects were good with mm-hmm. regards to the gore um i did like how when katie the ghost time traveled juliana margulies to show her what was happening i liked how like fast paced it was and like this music that it was set to and i did like that part but i agree with you on like everything else. It was just hacky, cheap, lazy. And like, honestly, you could tell that the actors weren't giving it their all. And then like finding out that the movie they signed on for was basically gone and they were contractually obligated to film it. Like I would have no energy to, I'd be like, they just phone it in. Yeah. I wonder what happened. I wonder if it was just some sort of like the director got fired or maybe someone else came in and was like, listen, we're not going to let you uh, live out your creative dreams. So make this. And they're like, he's like, fuck you. And like, if yeah. you don't, we'll kill your children. He's like, God damn <laughs> it. Like, fine. Okay, I'll make a garbage but... film. Okay. So uh, Rosa Graham has expressed she wants to come on the show. Yes. So we're going to draw one of these anyway. Okay. And this will be next week. If we don't record with her before the next episode. And if we do, this will be the one after. Okay. So this is a pick out of my jar, and the movie is... <gasps> what? Huh? <laughs> this is, like, cut off Uh-oh. in the name of the king? That's not cut off at all. That's in the name of the king with Jason Statham. Oh, my God. I started to... So there's a whole bunch of these, actually. Ooh. So Jason Statham, it's like a medieval... <gasps> I started watching it one day. I was like, nope, got to stop, because they've got horrible ratings. Ooh. Okay. Jason Statham as like a medieval warrior, and I don't know what the story is. That's that's all. <laughs> all I know is it's Jason Statham set in the medieval times, and it's apparently really bad. And there's a whole bunch of them, and I think he's only in like one or two of them. In the name of the king. In the name of the king. Interesting. When yeah. did they come out? I'm looking it up. Like right now. 2010. I've After never heard 2010, of it. I think. I don't know. I saw it pop up on Netflix. And was like, yep, need to make fun of that. Oh, there's one in 
The first one looks like 2007. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's PG. Ooh. Oh, Ew. wow. You know what? I just watched... Uh, a Man Named Farmer. What? Is that like the third one or something? No, no, no. Oh, that's it's, his name? It's the synopsis. A man named Farmer sets out to rescue his kidnapped wife and avenge the death of his son. Two acts committed by the Krugs. A race of animal warriors. <laughs> Sound like boots. Who are controlled by the evil Galleon. Put on your Krugs. Put on your Krugs. It's yeah, cold outside. Jason Statham is farmer. Farmer. Oh my goodness. What have I gotten us into? John Reese Davies is in it. Who's John Reese Davies? Gimli. Gimli. And Matthew Lillard is in it. What oh, the hell is there, this cast? Okay, there we go. And Ray Liotta and Ron Perlman. Tampax, Karen. <laughs> Tampax. Why did you do that, Karen? Oh, Ray Liotta. Karen! I love Ray Liotta. Um, all right, yeah. So, in the name of the king. In the name of the king. Next episode, unless, unless Rosa comes on, then yeah. it's the week after that. But we'll let, you guys will figure it out. Yeah. You'll see what happens. Uh, follow us on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and rate us if you like us. And uh, you know how, like I say, if you don't, fuck you. I don't care. We don't care. We don't care. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. This is Real Garbage.